Czech German Perspectives is brought to you by the Czech German Young Professionals Program. To find out more about the network, visit our Facebook page by searching CGYPP. You're listening to a new episode of Czech German Perspectives, a podcast featuring a variety of voices from both countries. If you're looking for some inspiration, please check Czech German Perspectives on SoundCloud. My today's guest is Mr. David Barta, an expert on smart cities, founder and publisher of the City One magazine and also organizer of an international congress next year. Mr. Barta, thank you for coming and joining this interview. Can you please tell us some words about yourself? Yeah, definitely. I've been trying for several years to uh, raise awareness about smart city, what it really means. I was happy to be the author of smart city methodology for the Ministry of uh, Regional Development here. Uh, I'm issuing a magazine to share things among uh, Central European cities because the background is similar. Uh, I'm organizing a smart city fair, which is to be held in Brno on 5th to 6th June 2019. As you know, the topic of this year's CGYPP program is digitalization. We as people tend to think of digitalization as the ultimate condition for smart cities or what we call smart cities. Do you share this view? Well, we can profit from digital tools that we already use. What's uh, the key thing is that uh, we should somehow engage citizens and there is no option for make it in digital or we can profit from it. But uh, our experience is that uh, we need more tools when talking with citizens and uh, most of them are non-digital. Can you describe them briefly? Yeah, yeah, it's a participation process mm -hmm. really uh, being done in the streets or just peer-to-peer. You can profit from digital skills of citizens if they are some and uh, you can have a map uh, making some kind of a, a logs with all the arguments and uh, comments of people. That's a simple thing, but most of the people like the face-to-face -face touch contact. So you need to, to have various tools to really make the participation process and the participation process itself is a uh, integral part of any smart city project but how come that there is this uh, widespread idea that digitalization make it made it possible to make cities smarter yeah the key thing is that to start participation with people you need some arguments you need some data and uh, in this world we have uh, low-cost technologies that can detect and communicate some things that are happening in the cities and that's why we need uh, to deploy some technologies first and then uh, to really interpret data into information and then we can start the participation process about the values we would love to share in this world. But one of the parts of a smart city are various applications, be it on phones or uh, on computers. Uh, and you've also been talking about participation. There are citizens uh, who don't have access to those technologies. How can we make sure that they are not excluded? Yeah, that's a difficult task. 
and it's about the process preparation for the city itself. There should be some people to, to get really into the streets and asking uh, citizens about what they really want and how they react on, on some findings. All these data are really needed. They used, uh, for example, the sensual map so how to really get information about how people feel in uh, appropriate locations and it was made digital but it was also made uh, in public as a kind of a board people could just uh, get there and pin their opinion to their location so it was as simple as that that if you have a black color it means you don't feel comfortable there and you can pin it at the map whenever you want so it's kind of a data collection you can choose what i really see as a proper smart city approach is that you really identify the problems uh, within the city and also the strong parts and you can then deploy the technologies needed to uh, get the data on where we are and then to to really come up with a public discussion on on the values so i have designed a big project in brno which is concerning uh, air quality and it's about deploying uh, iot systems and measurement devices around the city within a zone and then the ultimate goal is to really come up with the findings and start a public discussions on values and to have data really per street so one citizen can compare how uh, his street or her street is attractive to, to another one so we can raise discussion among people if uh, we prefer to have trees or parking sites. That's that's the point. Uh, you come from Brno, yeah, the second largest city in the Czech Republic. I have two questions regarding this city. Okay. The first one is: uh, you've been dealing with smart city in Brno for a long time. Uh, have you noticed any progress? Yeah, there, there are big things that are not visible much. Uh, we experience here in the post-communist countries the things that uh, the government, city government, doesn't work well properly. Uh, some processes are really uh, similar to those of Austrian Empire. So we really need to set up some uh, new things and this is very difficult because you deal with people, they are uh, pretty much old in, in the office, so they really know what to do. So to persuade them to do something uh, in a new way is a, is a problem. And uh, Brno is a good example of an approach to smart city because they really backed uh, some processes and not the technology deployment. And they are really focused on digitization of, of, of the office uh, and uh, to find up people who can care about the new agendas. That's also very important. And uh, the biggest thing they did is the Brno ID, uh, which is a kind of a new social network of the city, we can say. You can get registered and personalized, and then you can use public services. And even if it's not uh, complete, uh, there is a standard nucleus, something like in the center, 
So all the things you would love to purchase and extend the system has the standard uh, background. So you know what to do and how to procure. That's very important. And suddenly there is a thing that me uh, through a website, I can order my public transport ticket, which is a killer application for that. And uh, I can participate in some voting. Uh, I can pay some bills to, to the city. So I'm really informed what what's going like, but it's really a preliminary stage. Well, having the experience of an open card a project <laughs> from Prague, this sounds like a dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it is. It's very useful. What I really should uh, tell that uh, they are missing the point with uh, integrating some other partners into the scheme. So you mean like private partners? Private partners, yeah, yeah. If you have some uh, motivation like uh, discounts in shops and so for, for your behavior and you can collect some points, some gamification concept, uh, there will be much more people involved, I think. Uh, today there are about 60,000 users, but Brno has about 500,000 people. So we should see it in this in this way. And there, uh, here comes my second question related to Brno. Could you compare it to other cities like Prague or even German cities? Because this is a Czech German program. Brno is uh, approximately as large as Leipzig, for example. Mm -hmm. There is a big difference. Uh, you should really think about how Germany was uh, connected together. And there was a lot of money and expertise uh, coming to, to Eastern Germany. So uh, their processes have started 10 years ago or, or even uh, in more in the past. Uh, we are starting now. So there is a gap of 15 years of development and thinking. That's one thing. And the other is about that uh, Brno has uh, the only uh, smart city councillor. There were elections uh, a week ago, so we know that uh, the man is no more at the position. But uh, it was very important to have a political will, someone who is able to manage it from the political side. And also he has established uh, a team of 20 people who really care about marketing issues, people engagement, new projects, uh, generation. So... It already started very well. Uh, comparing to Prague, Prague is something like we are testing, we are trying. Uh, there is no conception beyond. So you invest a lot of money in things that are not integrated, that there is no strategy beyond that would say, okay, this year we do this and the next year we will follow. Probably it will change uh, because the election in Prague uh, means a big change in the government. So I think that there will be an opportunity also in Prague to, to conduct uh, projects that are really taking the technology itself, but also some other steps in the smart city project. Okay, let me close this interview with a question. What does a dream smart city look like? How does it work? This is very simple, I think. Uh, people are diverse, so uh, each of us wants anything else. But what we can uh, agree on is that we would love to live in a healthy environment, uh, enough green and water space. In this uh, regarding the climatic change, there will be the issue. 
And we would love also to, to spare our time uh, in uh, things that we would love to do. So share it with our family or share it with our friends, not stay in the car in the queues uh, to communicate with administration in an easy way to make our stuff done by a simple thing. So I think this digitization enables such a change. And it's really relies on how quick and able we are to do that. Okay, Mr. Barta, thank you very much for this interview. It was, it was a pleasure having you here. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, give us some comments, show us some love and make sure that you also listen to another episode by one of my lovely colleagues. Take care and bye-bye.